This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Today's a wonderful, beautiful day in southwest Florida, and I am enjoying a little bit of cooler weather. So I want to welcome you to Vintage Homeschool Moms. My name is Felice Gerwitz. Uh, This is episode 161, and today's topic is the best kept holiday prep secrets. I have hosted uh, many a holidays at my house and I'm going to share with you some ways that I can have a wonderful time when my guests walk in and not be overly stressed. In fact, uh, Meredith Curtis and I are going to be recording a session for you on grace-filled holidays on how to have a wonderful holiday, a blessed holiday Uh, with less planning and uh, more blessings. And we're going to share with you um, kind of a no pressure way uh, to get um, ahead of the game, if you will. As I'm recording this, uh, we've got a full two months uh, before Christmas begins. But every time I turn around, there is some event happening. So I think this is very timely advice, whether It's the holiday season around the door with Thanksgiving and Christmas or Easter um, or birthday celebrations or anniversaries or baby showers. So uh, no matter what is happening in your life, um, there is a solution and hopefully you'll pick up some things from this podcast. I want to thank our sponsors, uh, Media Angels. I've got a great Advent um, audio and a wonderful um, advent calendar you can produce. But this is an advent calendar with a twist. It's actually um, a way for you to give your children a blessed advent um, with some special thoughts and words that they will receive every day from you. And my kids um, have left their calendars up in their room year round. Uh, because it has had such an impact on them and on me um, as I was writing it. I'm also going to put a link um, on Podcast 161, and you can find that at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com with an audio that I created that goes along um, with that, a podcast I did, and a link um, to the Advent calendar. Uh, The other uh, point I want to make, and uh, great Um, offerings from Media Angels is the Homeschooling with Proverbs set. That is a Bible study you can do with the entire families. And it is a wonderful way uh, to study the Proverbs together um, and really get into the nuances of what the Proverbs tell us and how we can live a more uh, um, Christ-centered life. Well, today I'm going to get started um, with just some things that have helped me to um, really get ahead of my holiday preparations. And some of the things that I do, I tend to do year round. And so um, I'm hoping that, you know, you can uh, glean something from this and, and use it for your own families. 
The first thing is I'm going to admit uh, a couple of things. Number one, um, my babies have grown uh, for the second time. I have um, a, I, I call it a split family, but I have uh, the same husband, only I have two older kids and then three younger kids. And um, all of them are, uh, four of them are adults uh, or in the 18 and older stage. And I have Michael, who, as of this recording, is 16. And so that's the first admission I'm going to make to you is that my kids are grown and it is easier for me to think about the holidays than it ever has before. But some of the things that I have in place, I will not change even though I have quote unquote more time. Uh, So as I had more time, I created a podcast network, uh, which many of you know that I own. Uh, So as you can see, the Lord still has me working, um, but from home as always. And I've just been really blessed for this opportunity to share with you. So the first disclaimer is I do have a little bit more time, but I'm still going to be uh, keeping to a lot of the things um, that I've done in the past. And the second is... I'm going to tell you some things that I just uh, have a hard time doing, but maybe you're better at it. And my second disclaimer is um, the list making. I am the worst at making lists long term. I have long term goals and lists are in my head. Now, as I get older, that's a very dangerous place for a list to be because I'm not as uh, sharp at remembering things like I always uh, did in the past. So my lists are uh, tend to be general, and I love some of the um, you know software that is on cell phones nowadays as well as online. Um, you know notes that I've, I've taken and made. And so my list has grown through the years and it has changed, but it isn't something that I look at every single day and have to check off. So if you are a checkoff list person, I commend you for that. And that is one of the best things um, that you can do because then you're not going to forget. (laughs) Um, Like some of us who don't keep lists are going to forget. So um, that's one of the, the things that you may, um, do better than I do. I'm sure there's a lot of things you do better. So the first thing I do um, is to prepare some things way ahead of time. Um, my brother um, had some surgery and I wanted to bring him some prepared meals. So in making things for him a couple of weeks ago, um, I went ahead and prepared some things for Christmas. Now, we're talking about a, almost a full, you know, two and a half, three months ahead of time. And so one of the things that I make uh, for Thanksgiving and for Christmas is homemade lasagna um, with, you know, store-bought noodles, but everything else, um, you know, I make my own tomato sauce and um you know, brown the ground beef and and do a lot of things that we like. I'm not one that that likes sausage in my lasagna, although I've had it that way before. Um, some of my aunts and uncles liked it that way, and so this is a family uh, tradition and also something that my sister in laws uh, absolutely love. I have a couple of sister in laws that won't even eat turkey uh, that will remain nameless, <laughs> um, but uh, they do love the lasagna. So it's something that I know I'm going to make and I need to have ready ahead of time. Well, I'm already done. 
I mean, before I turn the calendar to get to November, my lasagna is in the freezer and ready to go. That can be prepared um, way ahead of time. It lasts um, and it's delicious. I mean, you can, some of you like the prepared lasagnas that are out there and you can get a couple of those, stick them in the freezer. Even if you are not using them uh, for the holidays, you can use them uh, for, um, you know, other events. You know, if you have to bring a meal to someone, um, or something like that. I'm going to also um, tell on myself. Uh, this year, uh, my daughter went away to college, and it was a, a whole nother podcast I need to do at some point. But um, it's still too new, uh, and it's it's been difficult letting go. Um, in fact, I have thought about going and just saying to her, okay, we're done. Come on home. Um, but I have um, been very blessed to have an amazing child. Um, she's doing fabulously and playing softball and uh, starting on the team and doing a great job. But um, when we went to go, you know, get her settled in, um, the school does not have a dorm. So she was sharing an apartment with another girl that is also on the softball team that we met um, and is a year older. So when we looked at this apartment, you know, it had standard refrigerator and freezer. And the end of the story is we went and prepared um, so many meals and got together, you know, some things in the freezer for her so that we filled up the freezer and had very little space for her roommate who was not there yet. And so as I looked at the freezer, I said, oh, no, we didn't even consider that it would be taking so much freezer space. And I'm sharing this with you because I know a lot of you just have a standard freezer. So I didn't know what else to do. And I um, said to her, well, you better text your roommate and find out how much she uses the freezer. And um, as I feared, she uses the freezer as much as uh, we were going to use the freezer, or my daughter was, and said, you know, last year it was a problem and they had to use another friend's uh, freezer uh, to put things in. So I said to my daughter, I said, well, let's go to the local, um, you know, hardware store and see how much a chest freezer is. I had no idea how much a little one was. And they are not that expensive. So if you do not have a small chest freezer, I would highly recommend you get one because um, we ended up not only getting a, a chest freezer and having no idea how we were going to get this thing into um, her apartment, which is on the second floor, uh, but God is good all the time. And there was a maintenance crew out and um, one young man who was blowing grass saw us struggling as we took this thing out of the car and um, came and offered his help and was re- was really trying to refuse my tip. And so it was, um, it was such a blessing to have him help us get it up there. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's something that, again, if you do not have a freezer, it is something important to have. Um, and you can do so much with that and save so much money. And that was one of the things we found in pricing things. Um, it was so much cheaper to get a warehouse membership um, for her. And they even had warehouse memberships for college students that are much less than for adults, um, you know, or families. And she was amazed at how much cheaper things were when you buy them in bulk. And it's stuff that you're going to use anyway. 
So there you have it. You know, if you don't have a freezer, go get one. And I just thought it was hysterical that here we are, you know, miles away and having to buy a freezer um, because we were so used to buying in bulk for our family that we didn't even consider where we're putting the food. Uh, See, it would have been important to have a list and then we would have handled that at the very beginning and could have planned accordingly. Uh, We're going to take a quick break and we come back. I'm going to share with you quite a few more ways that you can save Um, time with these wonderful holiday prep secrets. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a Bible study for the entire family? Well, I created one after searching for months for a study that would encourage my family to have group discussions, teach life truth, as well as point to God as creator. So since I couldn't find one, I created one. Homeschooling with Proverbs. I didn't want to zoom through the book of Proverbs in one month, as some suggest. Instead, I wanted to savor and meditate on the words and have the entire family on the same page. If you want a Bible study written for the entire family with specific audios and activities from pre-K to adult, look no further. This set can be used studying one lesson per month or completed in nine months or sooner. The option is yours. In this set, you will find audios, printables, and when completed, you and your children will have a beautiful keepsake notebook. Visit homeschoolingwithproverbs.com for more information and begin studying the book of Proverbs. Allow God's word to speak to you. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome back. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. This is Felice Gerwitz uh, with Vintage Homeschool Moms. You can find the show notes for Podcast 161, The Best Kept Holiday Prep Secrets at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Okay, so for those of you making a list, uh Great job, and you can start that list with some casseroles you can make way ahead of time. Another casserole I make uh, way ahead of time are potato casseroles. Um, I have a very finicky family. They don't like a whole lot of casseroles. So when I, you know, other than lasagna, I think that's the only thing they like mixed. In fact, it's uh, they won't will not eat a beef stew, which I absolutely love. My uh, one daughter and I really love stew, but that's... Again, something else, if I make that, I have to make it very sparingly. Um, They will eat pot pie, but I can only put uh, chicken and gravy in that and have to put vegetables on the side. Um, Yes, I um, have very picky eaters, and unfortunately, I have a very picky eater that starts at the top, and that is my husband. Uh, So for those of you who are going to write in and say, you know, you really should make your kids eat all these different things, um, my kids eat uh, pretty well. Um, however, when their dad won't eat the stuff, it's really hard to make your kids eat it. So dads out there, um, if you're listening and moms, um, you know, get your kids to try things young. And I swear my kids ate everything when they were younger. When they got older, they got more finicky. So anyway, uh, potato casseroles, I, we can do a scalloped potato casserole, which I make with layering, um, you know, cheese and potatoes, very thinly sliced. And then I, um, I make a, a roux with um, some butter and flour to thicken it and then add the milk. And um, sometimes what I have to do with that is I do make it more watery um, so that when I freeze it and it thaws that it is um, has enough juice to um, 
to cook. And sometimes when you freeze things, it does add a little bit of water. Uh, so, um, you know, you may have to work with that and adjust it. Um, and then I just dot, dot it with butter. We don't have any food or, um, you know, milk or dairy allergies here. Uh, so that's something we can do. The other is I make ahead um, the sweet potato casserole. And so basically all I am doing is mashing sweet potatoes um, with a little bit of butter, a little bit of brown sugar, cinnamon, and um, and that's it. When I thaw that out, that's when I add, if I'm going to use the condensed milk or I'm going to use heavy cream, that's when I mix that in and just pour it in a casserole. I have done it where it's all ready to go and I just bake it directly in the casserole dish and that works um, half my family likes, um, you know, brown sugar and nuts. The other half likes marshmallows. And so I have done a casserole with half and half. So again, do whatever works for your family, but that's another great thing. So look and see what are things that you can make ahead. I know of a friend who made her turkey ahead of time and she sli- baked it, sliced it and prepared it. And what she did was she used um, the organic bone broth and had the um, turkey in a layer of broth and froze it and then put it in um, freezer bags. And then when she took it out, she thawed it and, you know, uh, kind of poured off some of the juice and left some of it in there because she said it it came out too um, watery again because of the freezer. And then she... um, baked, you know, very lightly um, heated through the turkey. And she said it was delicious and it was the most moist, probably something to do with the fibers breaking down, um, you know, being uh, simmered in the broth. So again, there are so many different things that you can do and and make ahead. And that's one of them. Soups and stews are great make ahead meals to have on hand, um, you know, potato casseroles, lasagna, mashed potatoes are another biggie. I um I like to use those Yukon uh, potatoes and they mash really really well. You can put everything in them and put them even in the bowl that you're going to serve them in, and then um, thaw them in the fr- in the free uh, put them in the freezer, thaw them in the fridge, and then just um, again bake them in the oven. Now when they're baking, I like to stir them so that they heat all the way through. I like to heat things in the oven um, more so than. Um, on the, in the microwave. And I do have two ovens. Uh, so that makes it easier. One thing I bought years ago before I had the extra oven, um, there was a roaster that that you could plug in. And I think I paid all of like $29.99 on sale for this thing. And I actually baked pies in that one year, it fit two pies on a rack, and they came out delicious. I can I could use that to heat up things as well. Uh, so I know it's difficult when you have one oven um, to try to make all these things. Obviously, any kind of pies or desserts that you're going to make ahead of time um, and have those ready to go. Another thing I'll tell you about um, pies that really worked out well for me, and that was um, the fact that people around here do not just eat a whole pie like you would think of in most holiday um, get-togethers. And as you've already learned, uh, my family um, is picky and even my extended family. And so 
Um, a pumpkin pie is not gonna, you know, just get all eaten. So one of the things I looked for forever and could not find were small little pie plates. And um, they fit probably one fourth of a pie. And I finally found it. We have a grocery store here, a grocery store chain that's really only found in the South. And I found it at the grocery store for $4.99 for one of these little dishes. And I ended up buying two of them. And I'm going to go back and get another one because I gave one away when I baked a little pie for a friend of mine. Um, And it was just her and her husband. And she was delighted because she said, you know, it, it, it's not something that they eat a lot of. And they try not to eat a lot of sweets. So it was a perfect size for them. But that has worked out really well. And apples are something that I can peel, core, slice, and mix with a little bit of sugar. I put like a fourth of a cup of um, sugar. What I do is I measure it out um, in the bowl. So I take um, a plastic bag and I stick it in the pie plate that it's going to fill. And I just fill that pie plate you know, in the plastic bag, uh, kind of to overflowing, um, because when it freezes and thaws out, it's going to be a liquidy. And so sometimes I'll pour off a little bit of the liquid and um, I, I, I like just cinnamon in the apples. Some of you like nutmeg or some of the other spices in there. And so when I take those apples out, I will add, um, sprinkle two tablespoons of flour, um, fold that in, put that in a pie crust, and top it with another pie crust. But before I do, I dot it with butter, flute it and bake it. And that's something that is way done, done way ahead of time. Same thing with my pumpkin uh, pie. It's done ahead of time. I freeze it when I'm ready to make it, I thought and make my pies. And that has saved a ton of time because I'm not doing this every single day. I'm doing it as I have time or as I, you know, go through um, in my planning. And so, uh, do you notice I didn't say my list, but I do have a rough list, okay? (laughs) Oh, gosh, I always tell on myself, don't I? Um, Being real here, you know, I'm not perfect. Uh, The other thing I do is I make um, stuff or I buy stuff in bulk. And so one of those things is crackers. And yes, you can't buy them, you know, months and months and months ahead of time because they won't be as fresh. I've done that before, too. And I stopped buying the really fancy crackers. I thought they looked really pretty, but nobody was eating them. And so I don't have to buy super fancy crackers. I'll buy maybe um, one box um, at, you know, the local store just to make me happy and have some pretty crackers in the mix. But Um, otherwise, uh, they all go, you can make things again in bulk, like you can make hummus, that's really cheap and goes, you know, it's a can of chickpeas, and you can use minced garlic. And there's all kinds of of recipes for that online. You can also buy things like salsa in bulk and things like that, that you can keep um, on the shelf. So when you do have company, that's something that's easy to pour um, in a bowl and bring out some chips. Um, Bowls of fresh fruit. I'm going to talk really quickly about um, decorations. Um, I like things that look real. Like even when I use clip art, if you've noticed any of my um, show buttons, if you're uh, listening to the show on iTunes or Stitcher or, you know, any kind of app, 
Google app or Google Play, you're not going to see our really pretty graphics. But if you go to vintagehomeschoolmoms.com and you look down and scroll down, you will notice that I always use real pictures um, in my graphics and not clip art. And that's how I like my decorations to look. I like things that are real. So I will use things like a broken ornament. When I say broken, I mean that, you know, like the top has broken off and you can't hang it on the tree. So I had a lot of really pretty ornaments that said, you know, baby's first Christmas and things that you just don't want to throw away. And I put them in a glass bowl, put some little evergreens and some lights in the bowl. And it was just a beautiful table decoration. And it was nice and low. You know, we moved it off when we set the table for dinner, but it was really pretty. And I have one now that has um, a very cheap glass uh, vase in the middle. And it's on a charger, um, one of those, um, you know, plastic uh, chargers that's I like uh, gold and silver. So this one's gold. And I have um, some pretend fall leaves because in Florida, we don't have our our beautiful fall leaves uh, that you guys have up there. And so anyway, it's a, a thing of fall leaves. And I bought those little miniature pumpkins and put them around the base and put some lights. I'll have a picture of that if I remember on podcast 161. Um, actually, if you're my friend on Facebook, you will see um, that I posted that uh, if you're listening to this recently after I've, I've um put this out there, but I'll try to remember to put that on the um, post because it came out so pretty with just these little lights that I bought, you know, with a coupon off at a local store. So these are just cheap little decorations that you can have. And the other thing with my decorations is I use them year after year. We started out with paper decorations. The best things you can do with your kids is make those paper chains when it's, um, you know, Thanksgiving time, you use orange, yellow and brown. Uh, When it's Christmas time, you use red and green. And they love, 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 love to make those chains. Um, For Easter one year, the little kids, uh, my grandkids came and brought me a chain that I kept up because it was so pretty with pastel colors way past Easter and we put them up on my mantle. Uh, So these are things that you can do with your kids. And then as the years go by, you can add a little bit to each of your decoration, you know, and I keep them in a a plastic bin, put them up in the closet and every year pull them down and um, put up our decorations. So it doesn't have to be, you know, super fancy. Uh, One of my favorite um, decorations is the, you know, bowl of fresh fruit, um, whether it's oranges or apples and some, you know, nuts, not necessarily, um, you know, ones you may not, you may um, not want to eat. So like I would get things like walnuts. I don't like hazelnuts. Can you believe that? Because everything has hazelnut in it. Um, but, you know, so things like that that are really um, pretty and decorative and just make the house look great. Um, you can double recipes throughout the year. And I do this all the time. If I'm making a cake or if I'm making a cookie recipe, I will make three times the batch of cookie recipe and I will take two batches of it, freeze it, and then keep one batch in the refrigerator and we just make them fresh. Um, Even with big families, when my grandkids come, I don't have to worry about, um, you know, making cookies. Um, I can just pull them out of the refrigerator and make a, a quick tray. And then what happens 
is twofold. And, you know, the first is you have fresh cookies on hand. And the second is you can use things like I, I love to use an unflavored coconut oil instead of shortening in my cookies that make it nice and chewy. So I know that they're getting something good for you. And the other thing is you don't overeat because there's not a ton of cookies left over, especially if you're my family. So that's something that you can have ready to go. And it also helps um, at Christmas time. I will make um, batches of gingerbread uh, cookie mix of sugar cookies. And these are rollout cookies. And I will make the dough. I like to make those. Um, some people call them the snowballs or the wedding cookies ahead of time. Uh, some with nuts, some without. Again, it's all going to be bagged. The dough is going to be in the freezer and it's going to be ready to go. Um, if I'm making them uh, for gifts, I have, you know, bigger batches of dough. If I'm just making them for the family, I'll have smaller batches. And it's all ready to go. I don't have to pull out the mixer. And then I can make two or three different types of cookies and not make a big mess. Um, I had a, a fresh fruit cake recipe that I used year after year. Um, again, something that was very, very delicious and I enjoyed. And all I did was um, I, I took fresh fruits like um, canned peaches, canned pineapple, and um, soaked that in um, some fruit juice and some sugar. And I just, you know, would stir it every day till the sugar was all incorporated and then added the the next fruit. And I um, also pitted cherries. And that was really delicious because no one likes fruitcake, but everyone loved this fruitcake because um, it didn't have the dried fruit, which is why a lot of people don't like fruitcake. Um, and then the ones that loved the dried fruit, like my mom and dad, um, they, um, you know, I would add some of the dried fruit for them in their fruitcake. Uh, let's see, what is another holiday short uh, cut? Um, extra gifts to have on hand. Um, how many of you have been approached by people who want to sell things like coffee or tea or hot chocolate? This is one of my best kept secrets. And that is, you can buy stuff from from the children of the friends that come to you and approach you um, that want to sell you things. And the wonderful thing is, um, you can bless them with a purchase and then save that to give as a gift. Um, recently, I bought some loose uh, tea and not everyone has a loose tea diffuser. Um, the kids bought me one one year and I love it. It's got a glass uh, fitting inside of this little um, glass teapot and it's clear and so it, it works really great. But what I ended up doing was buying um, a small little loose tea, uh, like a one cup, um, you know, um, whatever the little thing was that you just stick in your in your tea cup, put the loose leaves in it and, you know, pour your water and just let it steep. And that was one of the best gifts I gave um, to friends that were bringing me unexpected gifts. Uh, and I had it on hand just in case. And so... Um, that was wonderful because they didn't have one. And they said, Oh, you know, I've looked at loose teas, and I haven't wanted to buy it. But this is so great. So it's a nice little thing that you can have on hand, you can buy those, uh, you know, those gifts from friends that are selling things and then give those um, as gifts to other people. Uh, okay, so I already talked to you about the double uh, cookies and cakes, um, the fresh fruit, I went through that um, music. How about having um, some background music. My kids are great with their iTunes and having um, their, you know, 
little uh, group of, of songs, um, their playlist. And I'm not that great with that. So I delegate that kind of stuff to them. And then they can play that on, you know, the TV speakers or other things. So you can have that in the background. So if there's something that you're good at, great, do it. If not, you know, delegate it to your kids or, you know, put on a CD. Um, I have Christmas music CDs. Sometimes it's so noisy that the music um, really is more distracting than than anything else. But I'll tell you what, if you have a small gathering, um, my daughter's mother-in-law used to do this when she would have our family over. And there was a television channel that uh, showed uh, like the Yule time log in the fireplace. And it was they had a big screen TV. And it was really pretty because they didn't have a fireplace. But here you had the crackling fireplace and the Christmas music playing. And it was just nice and soothing uh, to have in the background, especially when there wasn't a lot of people there. And it was a nice little distraction. And you could just sit and, you know, kind of have your drink and, and listen to the um, music in the background and just kind of relax. And it was really nice. Um, another holiday uh, shortcut is um, to wrap your gifts as you're buying them. I did this a couple of years ago. Um, in fact, I used to have them in my bedroom. And then it got to be, um, you know, I didn't like having it there in the way. Uh, so one year, uh, many years ago, when my second oldest, um, before she graduated from college, we had always talked about having a Christmas tree that was just, you know, one or two colors. And so we always, um, my husband's tradition was to always buy a fresh tree. And my family's tradition was not to waste your money on a fresh tree, um, especially after we left New York and couldn't go, you know, cut our own tree down. Um, it was, you know, we, we grew up with a fake tree, but, um, so we ended up buying one of those pre-lit trees, um, on sale reduced and it is gorgeous. And, uh, Christina and I had the best time decorating it. And, uh, to this day, um, I still love to sit in that room with that tree. And that tree is where I put the extended family presents. Uh, so when everybody, um, you know, comes over at different times during Christmas. Um, we have our traditions um, that uh, my daughter and her family come over and we give um, the presents then. And we have um, really cut back with the present exchange. Um, one of the things uh, this year, I have bought one present for each of the grandkids and that is it. And it's all the same thing. Uh, which is very unusual, but I found something that I kn knew all of them would like or fight over if they didn't get one. Um, and so um, in the past, I have bought them, you know, amusement park or uh, nature center tickets or zoo tickets, and they've been able to use that all year round. Um, and my daughter loves that kind of thing, because most families don't need more garbage in their house, you know. Um, and so I would put the the presents there under that tree and and it looked pretty and it was out of the way and the same thing with our home tree I remember when the kids were younger I didn't bring anything out until um, Christmas Eve when they were in bed and then my husband and I were exhausted so um, as the children have gotten older um, our traditions have changed and it's really nice that they can change a um, couple of things I wanted to, to mention um, that I didn't have in order here. Um, some of the things that I put in the freezer 
when I am cooking um, are some of the prep kinds of things. Like I will buy onions in bulk and I will uh, saute them lightly in either some olive oil or even coconut oil. Again, I use an unflavored coconut oil and I, that I absolutely love. And um, in fact, I'm going to put the link to that because it took me a long time to find um, this coconut oil. It is not cheap. I don't make any, you know, there's no, um, I'm not making any money on this uh, recommendation. I just love it. And I just want to give you guys, because um, we have to disclose if, if it's an affiliate or a sponsor. So this is not a sponsor of this network, but I wanted to share that with you because it's really good. I buy it in bulk and it's something that I can um, use to cook um, as well as in cookies and things like that. And it doesn't have any flavor. But anyway, I'll saute onions or mushrooms or whatever that I'm going to put in, in another recipe. I've done, um, you know, peppers um, as well or peppers and onions together for fajitas. And I can freeze those again way ahead of time. And then when I need them and I'm in a hurry, I can pull them out. Um, another make ahead is is your stuffing. Um, and I like to use like an organic bone broth. And I'll make the stuffing ahead of time. I freeze it and then I pull it out um, and add some of the bone broth to the um, thawed casserole before I bake it to make it make sure it's going to be moist and heated through. Um and the last thing I'm going to share with you, and this has either been very, very successful or not so successful. So I don't know if you've ever done this, but I had um, and I've participated in a Christmas cookie exchange where everyone brings, you know, uh, two or three dozen cookies to exchange. And um, you can either re-gift it or use it for your own holiday party. Um, cookies are one thing that to me and my taste buds, um, I like fresh, which is why I, you know, have cookie dough on hand to make a fresh cookie. I'd rather have one deliciously fresh and moist and ooey gooey cookie than to have, you know, 10 in a, in a jar that are stale. So the only thing I, I've, I've, um, you know, felt at times with the cookie exchanges is that they're not super fresh because people are going to make them a couple of days ahead of time or whatever. Um, and they're, you know, they're something that's a perishable item. So if you use um, or do cookies for a cookie exchange, make sure there's something uh, that can stand up to, um, you know, a, a couple of days or a week. And some of those are the ginger cookies um, really do very, very well. I have um, like a, um, a ginger um it's not a drop cookie, but you roll them in balls and then in cinnamon sugar and they spread out on the pan and they're really, really good. And they're delicious, you know, a week, you know, down the road, they're just as good as when you make them. So look for cookies that are going to hold up and still be fresh if you're doing that, especially if you're going to be re-gifting them. You don't want to give away some stale cookies. Well, hopefully um, those are things that uh, can help you in your holiday prep. I have a lot more that I'd love to share with you, um, but we are out of time. And I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. You can catch the show notes at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com, Best Kept Holiday Prep Secrets, Podcast 161. God bless and remember to have a wonderful and blessed day. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.